I'm turning there. I want to say how humble I am by the kind words of your pastor. Love and appreciate your good man of God and his wife so very much. And uh, what a blessing it is for you to be able to call this man pastor. And uh, we uh, honor him for his work's sake and what God is doing through him. We understand that there's nothing good about our humanity, about our flesh. Paul said, in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. And we can read in the seventh chapter of Romans the quandary of our frail humanity. It's not always just what we want to do, but we struggle with this sin nature. But the same man said, in spite of all that, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So I can't do anything by myself, but if the Holy Ghost will help us tonight, there is something special. Amen. If the Holy Ghost does it, it's special. And that's what we want tonight. We want the will of God. Amen. I don't know exactly where all will go tonight. But I feel like this is where we need to start. The 10th chapter of Mark, beginning in verse 46, a very familiar setting of Scripture. Verse 46 of Mark 10, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called a blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Notice verse 50, and he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. And followed Jesus in the way. Amen. Verse 50 again reads, And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. There is a revelation tonight that all of us need to get. Some of us know it and have it, I'm sure, but perhaps don't act on it as often as we need to. But there is a responsibility that each one of us have in getting what we need from God. God does not impose His will or force Himself on anybody. God does what God is allowed to do. It's quite Amazing, the very God that said, let there be in Genesis 1, and there was. Bible says that he measured out the heavens with the span, and, and uh, he can hold the oceans in the hollow of his hand. The mighty and awesomeness of our God, and yet to the church of Laodicea, he said, I'm knocking at your door. Amen. He, excuse me, he could have huffed and puffed and blew the house down. Amen. He could have barged to the door. He could have knocked the door off the hinges, but that's not how God operates. He makes himself available. But in order for me to get what I need to get from God, I've got to do my part. I've got to fulfill my role and responsibility. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, if you will get ready for your miracle, he'll give you a miracle tonight. 
I said, if you'll get ready for your miracle. Praise God. That's what I want to preach tonight. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting ready for my miracle. Amen. Amen. Let's pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this place. I love you, Jesus. I bless your mighty name tonight. of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, I need your grace tonight. God, I need your anointing tonight. I need your hand, oh God. I need the touch of the Holy Ghost. I need the anointing of your spirit tonight. God, we want to go where you want us to go in this service. Hallelujah, God, lead us tonight by the power of your spirit. Confirm your word in this place tonight. God, let a supernatural unction of your spirit rest upon every soul in this house. I worship your mighty name, Jesus. I love your mighty name, oh God. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands again unto the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Feel the touch of God in this house tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Please be seated. If you are looking for a reason or for an excuse to do something wrong or to not do something right. Your adversary will always have an ample supply of human and carnal philosophy and logic. He will always supply you with a reason to not do what you really need to do. He will always give you a thought that in which you feel justified in your present standing, frame of mind, mentality, attitude, or what have you. He will always make available to your understanding why that what the preacher is preaching does not apply to you and to your circumstance. I've come to preach tonight that you're going to find what you're looking for. You're going to hear what you're listening for. And you're going to feel what you're reaching for. Paul reminded the Hebrews and he said that the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard the word. He said prior to that, it meant that they heard what we heard. If you'll allow me tonight, they were in the same service. They heard the same singing. They heard the same scriptures read. They heard the same preacher preach the same message. Amen. And it benefited us. And it was fruitless to them. But it was not the fault of the church. It was not the fault of the preacher. It was certainly not the fault of God. But there was a missing ingredient in the hearts of those that left unchanged. They did not mix the word of God with faith. Amen. I know uh, my words are very simple tonight, uh, but get an understanding uh, and be honest with yourself. Uh, before you get anything from God, uh, you've got to understand I need uh, something from Him. 
You can't get anything if you don't recognize your need. But there's something about recognizing your need and not just recognizing you have a need, but being willing to do something about what you recognize. Well, I wish I had some help in this place tonight. Uh, Amen. Not one time uh, do I read uh, that Jesus ever turned uh, anybody away. Amen. I read in my Bible of scores of miracles uh, and wonders that Jesus performed. Uh, Not everybody uh, he passed by got healed, uh, but every single one that put forth an effort, uh, everyone that ran up, uh, everyone that cried out, uh, everyone that pressed through, uh, everyone that reached forth. I'm not saying that you won't get anything. Amen, sitting where you are. Amen, there are a few exceptions in the scripture where Jesus takes the miracle and he lays it in somebody's lap and he said, I'm giving you something today. Amen, but you've got a lot better chance of getting what you need. I will not preach that you cannot be saved, not be helped, not be healed, not be moved, not be stirred without making an effort. But I am preaching tonight, amen, you will most certainly be delivered. You will absolutely be changed if you put forth an effort. And if you want to take a chance on your miracle, that's your business. But I can guarantee a deliverance. I can guarantee a miracle. I can guarantee a change. It's not my ministry. It's thus saith the word of the Lord. Every time, every time, every time somebody put forth the effort to touch Jesus, Jesus answered their cry. Come on, this is not my opinion. I'm preaching God's word. Ask. This is red letters in your Bible. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Amen. If you being earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give to those that ask? It is the father's good pleasure to give. I feel a holy boldness coming on me tonight. I feel an unction in the spirit. I feel a boldness and an authority in the Holy Ghost. I'm standing on firm footing tonight. I'm standing on a good foundation tonight. I'm standing on the word of the Lord. Pastor Rick, and it feels like he's come to do something tonight. Seems to me that God is making his intentions very plain. It doesn't matter who you are. And it doesn't matter what you need. He is willing and he is able. He wants you to pray through tonight. He wants to deliver you from carnality. He wants to give you a personal revelation of holiness and separation. Wherever you're lacking tonight, wherever you come up short, you know what it is. Hallelujah. I'm preaching tonight if you will just give him a chance. If you'll do your part, he'll do his. He will not disappoint you. He will not let you fall flat of your face. He will not leave you alone. 
Amen. Amen. The Bible said that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Why? Why would they depart? They would give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. I reiterate the point tonight that there is an ample supply of excuses, an ample supply of distractions. But notice what the word of God calls it, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Can I preach tonight that if you're walking away from God, you're not fulfilling the will of God. If you're not walking in the right direction or keeping up with the rest of the church, your life is not being pleasing to the Lord and you're aligning yourself with a seducing spirit. You're allowing your soul to be seduced. Oh, I'm in the word tonight. I said I'm preaching a book to somebody. The latter times, Paul writes, perilous times shall come. Times that are hard to bear. Times that are troublesome. Times that are dangerous. Times that are grievous. Perilous times shall come. Amen. He would write later of those that would not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they would heap to themselves teachers having itching ears who would turn their ears away from the truth and be turned unto fables. Dear God, don't come to church to have your ears tickled. Amen. Don't walk in this house of God saying, this is what I want to hear and this is what I want to feel and this is the songs I think they should sing and if they'll do it according to my will, if they'll do what I want to do it, then I'll respond. No, 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 no. Amen. You're aligning yourself with the wrong spirit. You're worshiping the wrong God. Brother Walter, it's doom. It's gloom. Can anybody be saved? Amen. I'm preaching tonight. I know what the book says. It says in the latter times, some shall depart. It didn't say all, and it didn't say most. It said somebody would give up. Some would be distracted. Some would get disillusioned. Some would be misunderstood. Some would get offended. But I made up my mind. That's a crowd I'm not running with. That's an attitude I will not entertain. Chaps my hide. Just burns me up. People want to buy in to the doctrine of devils that says time changes truth. Let me tell you something. Truth does not change. What was truth before time is still truth. Society doesn't change truth. Demographics doesn't change truth. Social status doesn't change truth. Family tradition doesn't change truth. If God didn't like it then, brothers and sisters, God still doesn't like it. And if that's how the way that God wanted it then, that's still the way God wants it. The 
that's why we look in here amen well that's an old book that's ancient literature I know it was written a long time ago but Jesus said the words that I speak they are spirit and they are life amen it's an old book but not just an old book amen it was written a long time ago but it's more than ancient literature it's the word of God and it will not return void it will accomplish what it was sent to do Come on, somebody get in alignment. Somebody get in tune. Somebody make necessary adjustments. Stop justifying carnality. Stop making excuses. Stop succumbing to the spirit of the age. What is truth in America is truth in Africa and truth in South America and truth Amen. In Asia and all around the world. It's truth. And the truth is, God wants to help somebody. And the truth is, you've got to be willing to play your part. And to fulfill your responsibility. I wonder how many hundreds of people could have been healed if they would have just put forth an effort. Not everybody Jesus walked by got a miracle. Matter of fact, I read where he did not many mighty works among them because of their unbelief. Their unbelief was on display because they did not approach him. They didn't give him a chance. Because if you believe, your actions will manifest your belief. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Why is baptism such an essential thing? Well, we're fulfilling the word of the Lord to start with. But it's also not just a physical act. Amen. It's an act of faith. I believe it enough to do what it says to do. The book said if I want my sins washed away, then I must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you can say you believe that, but I don't believe what you're saying until you do what you say you believe. Hallelujah, don't tell me you believe the building's on fire. Amen, if you stay sitting there on the pew and smoke starts rolling through the room, you can say you believe, amen, until you die of smoke inhalation. Amen, but it's very obvious you didn't really believe. You were just saying that you believed. on somebody. I'm not trying to paint you in a corner. I'm trying to help you tonight. You're in this place and you need delivered. And the biggest thing you need delivered from is yourself. Hallelujah. If you believe he's a miracle worker, then you're going to do something about it. If you believe he can answer prayer, there's a prayer you're going to pray. If you believe he inhabits praise, there's a worship that you're going to offer. If you believe the word, your life will be on display. You'll do something about what you need if you really believe. The Bible says they're sick among you. Let him call for the elders of the church. That's why we come up for prayer because we believe. I'm doing what the book says do because I believe that this works. It will not return void. God is not a man that he should lie. It meant that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I believe that. And so excuse me for being uh, politically incorrect. 
when I come to church and I need something, I don't sit there like a bump on a log. I don't wallow around in my self-pity and my pitiful carnality. Excuse me if I don't sit there and broadcast my spiritual stupidity. I know I'm speaking plain tonight, but that's what it is. Amen. You've got to have an understanding. Amen. If I sit here, I'm going to stay here. And I've been here long enough. Come on, he that knoweth do good and doeth it not to him it is sin. Come on, you don't have to backslide. You don't have to be carnal. You don't have to be offended. You don't have to be backslid. You don't have to be ineffective. There's something you can do about it. Come on, get ready for your miracle. Get ready. Get ready. somebody else to give you permission what the Holy Ghost is giving you a right to do tonight the word of God is coming to you the Holy Ghost is speaking to you the power of God through the works of the spirit amen is ministered to your soul tonight My God, if I was cold, I'd be tired of being cold. Amen. If I was carnal, I'd get tired of being carnal. If I was half backslid, I'd get tired of it. Amen. If I had a nagging problem, amen. If I had something that was eating me alive every day, I'd get tired of it. I think I'd be willing to do something about it. Let me preach some some more word to you. Jesus said, if the good men of the house knew what hour the thief came, he would not allow his house to be broken into. In other words, I'm not going to roll out the red carpet for a thief. Excuse me, but I'm going to lock the door. And if he tries to break in, I'm going to exercise my liberty and my God-given right to protect my property. Now, how, I guess, you decide to exercise said liberty is your business. Some of you... (laughs) would call 911. The rest of us would call it after the fact. And say, this man is, needs an ambulance now. I wouldn't be calling it for me. I'd be calling it for the perpetrator. Well, I think you know what I mean tonight. Oh, I'm just funning a little bit. Man, but, but I'm not just going to oh, Oh, you, you want to take something that belongs to me? Excuse me. Come right on in. How, how rude of me not to make you feel welcome. Now, there's not any half man in this place that what I'm saying right now doesn't resonate with you. If you've got any degree of maleness about you, it doesn't take much to talk like this for you to get stirred up a little bit. Because there's just something about being a human to start with, but much less uh, the male of the species. That bless your heart, I work too hard to give it away. That cost me too much just to roll over and play dead and let somebody that wants it just to show up and take it. He 
women, now what I want to ask you is if you're that way about your toys, if you're that way about your kids, if you're that way about your stuff, if you're willing to mess up somebody's face because they want to break in and steal your handgun, why in the world do you let the devil bring hell into your life every day and you just take it? My God, I'm tired of it for you. Every time you walk in these doors, amen, he get, puts intimidation on you. Every time you come to the house of God, he puts fear and doubt on you. My God, I'm trying to preach it off of you tonight. Amen, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the truth is, you don't have to be intimidated. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. Be not afraid, Jesus said. It is I. Well, let's clap our hands and praise the Lord. Come on, all I'm asking is to care a little bit about your soul. Care a little bit about your salvation. Care a little bit about your soul's salvation. Care a little bit about your family. Care a little bit about your kids. Realize, realize tonight that your soul has an adversary and he walks about seeking whom he may devour. He doesn't care what color your skin is. He doesn't care, amen, your political affiliation. He doesn't care how much or how little of money you have in the bank. Amen, the degrees behind your name do not impress him. You've got a soul, and you were created in the image of God. That's all he cares about. And I can't destroy God, so I'll destroy the closest thing to God. And that's this creation that's been made in his image and in his likeness. I couldn't destroy Jesus, and so... I'll do my best to destroy those that Jesus came to save. And I love you tonight. But there's too many of you that are making it too easy for the devil. It's too easy for him to do what he wants. He doesn't even have to hardly try anymore. He has beat you down. He has bullied you. He's buffeted you. Somebody here tonight, all he's got to do is just kind <clears> of, <throat> and you line right up to his whims and wishes because you know you don't have enough of God to do enough of anything about it. Amen, and you would rather just go along to get along with the devil than to suffer the consequences. And I'm asking you tonight, is that any way to live? My God, he's throwing you a lifeline tonight. He is sending you his word. Amen, when the Holy Ghost starts moving, you don't have to duck your head you don't have to hang back when the church comes up around the front. When tears start flowing in the house, you don't have to have dry eyes. 
You don't have to be unmoved, unaffected. You don't have to go through an obligatory response. Amen. Just so the brothers and sisters in the church, amen, think that you've got your act together. You don't have to live for God that way because that's not living for God. Come on, living for God says, I don't care, amen, what anybody says or what anybody thinks or what anybody does. Amen, the only thing that matters to me is I've got a soul and my soul has a savior. Devil over my dead body. Am I going to let you come in this house over my dead body? Am I going to let you intimidate me over my dead Come on, somebody, man up, woman up, Holy Ghost up, pray up. God's too great. The word's too true. His blood's too pure. And his name has too much authority for us to sell ourselves short and to leave spiritually defeated. Come on, I'm up in somebody's business, but I'm here on a mission from the throne. I'm in the Holy Ghost. If I'm offending you, I'm sorry, but the Holy Ghost has sent me to give you an opportunity to help open up your eyes to see you're really in a bad place and you can't last that much longer where you are. Let me show you how the devil works. I'm about done. Sister Walter, come on. Please. In our text of scripture, the Bible said Bartimaeus was sitting by the highway side begging. We call him blind Bartimaeus. Now, his name through interpretation means son of Timaeus. B-A-R is a prefix that simply meant the son of. That's why Jesus turned and said, Blessed art thou Simon Barjona. There was more than one Simon in the crowd, and so Jesus was signifying and identifying which Simon he was talking to and addressing. It's Jonah's boy, Simon. Simon Barjona, son of Jonah. And so Bartimaeus, not John Bartimaeus, not Bartholomew Bartimaeus, not No personal identity. Just bound by his father's identity. Just incarcerated by the identity of his earthly heritage. Timaeus means to be unclean. And so, through interpretation, the Bible reads, the son of the dirty man was sitting by the road begging. Now, you may think I'm stretching a little bit out of proportion, but just hear me out tonight. Because obviously, it was quite evident that those that were around him felt that that was really his station in life. Because when he heard that it was Jesus, the Bible said he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible said many charged him that he should hold his peace. You're not good enough. You don't have the right daddy. You don't have the right name. You weren't raised in church. You don't pay enough tithe. You don't have the right job. You can fill in the blank. I'm preaching to you tonight and you're allowing 
allowing the one that gave you your name to hinder your spiritual success. You are bound by family, tradition, temperament, personality, and attitude. If I wanted it, I grew up, amen, given an excuse, amen, to blow my top. My mother's maiden name was Stafford, amen, and there was just something about them Staffords. That Stafford temper, I, I, I grew up hearing about that Stafford temper, that Stafford temper, that Stafford temper, and I'm half Stafford. So if I was looking for an excuse, I would say, I can't help it. I'm half Stafford. It's just that Stafford temper. I can't do anything about it. Hey, man, my daddy never really was spiritual. My mama never really got demonstrative in worship. Oh, my God. My family always, I grew up running late to church. Just fill in the blank. Amen. And what you have inherited from your earthly nature. You're not good enough. You don't deserve it. You're not qualified. I don't want to mess it up worse than what I've already messed it up tonight I don't listen to worldly music but there's something about human nature you hear it one time and it sticks with you the rest of your life I don't remember when I heard the song I was somewhere and heard it as a kid I'm sure I don't don't listen to this kind of junk there's an old country and western song amen sung by Hank Jr. and he sings the words of a question And the question is a question he's been asked by his friends. Hank, why do you drink? Why do you smoke? And there's other parts of the question, I guess. That's just the part of the song that I remember. And the conclusion of the matter is, he sings it's just a family tradition. What he's saying is, I do what I do because my daddy did it. My daddy was an alcoholic, so I'm an alcoholic. My daddy ran around on my mama, so I'm running around on my kid's mama. Well, it's getting awful quiet in here. You have allowed the spirit of deception and seducing spirits. You have been duped by the devil. And you have bought into his bag of lies that says because of who your mama was or who your daddy was or what your last name is that you can never do such and such or be so and so for God. Because it's bar Timaeus. The Bible said he cried out so much the more. Amen. I'm tired. I'm tired of what I've never done hindering me from what I'm about to do. I'm tired of who I've been stopping me for whom I'm about to be. It was not at his first cry. It was when he cried out again. It's when he could have held his peace but cried out the more that Jesus stopped and commanded him to be called. Notice what the book says. Amen. And they call the blind man. What happened to Bartimaeus? I'll tell you what happened to him. Because when Jesus calls, it don't matter who you are. It just matters what you need. Jesus could care less who your daddy is. 
It don't matter to him if your daddy was a dirty man or not. What matters to him, sir, is you've got some eyes that he can heal if you'll let him. He's got a soul. You've got a soul that he can set on fire. Amen. What made the difference? I'm telling you, when he heard that Jesus, amen, was requesting his presence, the Bible said he got up and casting away his garment. He called Amen. It was his identity. It was his uniform. Amen. It was what identified him as a beggar. It was his beggar's garment. He may have even inherited it from his dirty daddy. Who knows? Amen. But every morning he got up. Amen. He identified himself with his station in life. It's what I've always been. It's what I guess I'll always be. But when he, I got an understanding. Amen. I've got an audience with the master. Excuse me, but I won't be needing this anymore because my station in life is about to change. I'm getting ready for my miracle. My God, I'm preaching to somebody. It's time to lose the garment. Amen. It's time to lay aside the weight and the sin. It's time to shrug off intimidation. It's time to shake loose of that fear and doubt. Come on, he called Lazarus out of the grave. The Bible said he that was dead came forth bound with grave clothes. And the commandment of the master was loose him and let him go. Take off those grave clothes. Take off that fear. Take off that intimidation. Brother Walter, you're just trying to stir me up. And? The problem is I have to try too hard to do it. Paul told his son in faith to stir himself up. If a preacher's got to stir you up, it's been too long since you've been stirred. Don't be offended at me and say, well, you're just trying to be an evangelist. Well, that's what God called me to be. And you need evangelized. And I'm an evangelist, so deal with it. The, the prophet Isaiah prophesied, I'm closing. Even the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Isaiah's prophesying, when Messiah comes, this is what he's coming to do. But that's not all he came to do. Isaiah 61 and 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. I've come to bring good tidings to somebody that's in the spiritual mully grubs. I've come to preach to somebody that's spiritually down and out. Amen. You need something to happen. You're mourning in Zion. Amen. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. And a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. My God, take off fear and put on faith. Take off intimidation and put on intensity. Take off unbelief and put on Holy Ghost passion. The garment of praise. Somebody needs to lose the garment of bondage. Lose the 
garment of begging. Lose the garment, amen, of carnality. Lose the garment of offense. Lose the garment. he's got another garment for you but you can't put on his until you first take yours off I'm dusting off somebody's garment of praise It's been hanging on the peg for a long time. Service in, service out. Week in, week out. Revival in, revival out. And you never put on his garment. But you always keep on your own. And nothing ever changes. I'm not trying to depress anybody. I told somebody this morning, and I'm telling you again, I'm telling somebody else again, if I know anything about what I've been feeling in prayer, if something doesn't change real soon for you, you're going to be another statistic. Now, if you want to backslide and gamble with your soul, and take a chance on being away from God when the trumpet sounds. If that's what you want to do. But I don't think that's really what you want. What I think you want is to get your act right with God. What I think you really want to do is get over yourself so you can get into God. Come on, let's lift our hands right now. I take authority right now in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against carnality. I plead the blood of Jesus against iniquity. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you tonight. Come on. There's something that needs fixed tonight. Amen. And the fixer's in the house. There's something that needs healed tonight. And the healer's in the house. Come on, you need to step out right now. I said you need to step out right now. And come and stand this altar and lift your hands. And begin to do what Bartimaeus did. It don't matter who my daddy is. It don't matter what my mama did. Come on, if you're...